Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. Your hosts, Marika and Marek, who went from nothing to multimillionaires in their early 30s, will show you how you can invest more, earn more, and live more. How you can go from zero to a multimillionaire through strategizing, diversifying, and increasing your earning potential. Invest more, earn more, live more. Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. I'm your host, Marek, and today I'm sitting with myself, Marika. And today we're going to specifically talk to you about service accommodation, which is actually our speciality. So, Marika, what is SA? So, um, service accommodation is a type of accommodation that is a as a short stay so um just to simplify it a lot of people uh, might understand it a bit more if we refer to it as a holiday flat but service accommodation is not only a holiday flat because a short term stay um can be for a different purpose so you could have for example yes you could have the people that are traveling uh, to an area for um, for leisure purpose or they could be traveling perhaps for a work purpose so they could be maybe a contractor working in the area uh, uh, you know just uh, it could be anyone it could be hospital staffing uh, so anyone who needs a short-term accommodation um that is the service accommodation i mean some people do choose to stay for longer so you can you can book a, a sort of short-term stay for a longer period of time as well but typically service accommodation refers to more of a short-term stay okay so would you say that service accommodation is only flat uh, no so service accommodation could be um an anything really that that allows you to stay um for you know for a period of time it could be an hour it could be um uh, overnight or it could be a week or 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 longer period of time depending on um obviously what the provider is offering and what the person is um, that wants to um, stay in a certain place what they're looking for Okay, so it could be a flat, could be a room, could be a house. Um, it could be even a, a space in a HMO, for example. Yeah, so it could be anything. So, um, yeah, from uh, flats, uh, from rooms to flats to houses. To, to tree houses. Let's say a tree house or a boat, for example. Yep. You know, there's many boats um, uh, that are on offer. It could be like a pod you know, like a glamping pod yeah. or one of those teepees. So it could be really anything. Okay. And why would you want to do service accommodation? Um, as a provider? or As a provider. Yeah. So, for example, we're running successful service accommodation business. Uh, in fact, our number speaks for itself. We have 97% occupancy throughout the service accommodation properties that we have. Um, at the moment, we have 25, is that correct? Yeah, 25 units. Yeah, and within the next three months, we're going to have over 50 units, uh, which we're currently renovating and getting contracts set up and stuff like that. 
do this service accommodation um, is profitable? Why? Why would you want to do it in the first place? Okay, so there's a few reasons, uh, you know, for people to be wanting to step in into service accommodation business. Some people do it for the money, but then if you don't enjoy hospitality business, if you don't enjoy customer service, or you know, if you if you're not able to, if this is not your thing in terms of dealing with customers, um, then you know that that will not be something for you. So for us, um, we we enjoy being in the property. Um, market so we we love property doing things up doing things to a really good standard providing really good accommodation um for you know for people to stay in in the short term i mean we we, we do do buy to lets but you know we, we're talking about service accommodation right now so you need to first of all enjoy property enjoy hospitality so dealing with customers and obviously, yeah, the profitability uh, profitability factor is there. So if you know how to do this well, um, you can earn quite a lot of money. Um, but it's it's all um, you have to educate yourself, you know, in in property, in um, dealing with customers, in service accommodation, and this is what we've done too. Mm-hmm. To make it a profitable the, business for ourselves. The whole reason I'm doing this episode is to educate them and show them exactly what to do and how to do it. So we've spoke about what is SA. We 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 said why would you want to do it and, and so. So maybe just one thing to mention as well. So service accommodation. I think we mentioned um, this in one of the previous episodes where we were talking about um, generic property strategies. So with service accommodation, you do not have a tenancy agreement. Um, which can work in your favor in terms of eviction law and and things like that. So so eviction law does not apply here. So the minute um, the booking um, period is over for a guest, then they have to leave. Um, and that's it. So eviction law does not apply, um, okay. which is which which can be in your favor. And how would you find a service accommodation? Um, so one, you can do it f- from the properties you own. Yeah. But if you don't own, own any properties and someone as a beginner wanted to try service accommodation, how would they find uh, this type of property okay. to be to be put on the market and get some profit out of it? Okay. So so there is a few things. So um, first of all, you need to do some education. Um, and market research. So education and service accommodation is important to select the right type of area because service accommodation will not work everywhere unless you have a really um, a lot of experience then, um, you know, like us, we can make an area work um, through, through different strategies. But for a beginner, I would advise to, you know, to educate themselves, do the market research and find an area that will, one, work as a service accommodation and two, work for them as a beginner. Okay. And how would they find the property for service accommodation? Okay. So, uh, first of all, once they've identified an area that works, um, so they have to identify the area that works. So, so finding an area that, let's say, um, there is, many um many accommod- 
Okay, we're going to talk about the area in a minute. Mm -hmm. How would you find the property as a beginner? Okay, so you can either do it yourself and look on um, on the different portals, such as uh, Right Move, Open Rent. You can look on Facebook um, and um, speak to the agents, um, speak to the vendors directly, um, or you could use a sourcer, perhaps. You could use a service accommodation um, rent to rent sourcer if you are looking for a for a rent to rent. So. So there's there's two things. So depends on what financial state situation you are in. Um, if you're able to afford the purchase, then you can go ahead through that route and purchase purchase a place, um, or you could do a rent to rent. Um, so rent to service accommodation. Okay, so you could approach a landlord. You can approach agents. Um, <clears throat> you can do adverts on Facebook, Gumtree, uh, open open oh, open rent open rent spare room as well yeah. if you approach them the nine times out of ten landlord will say no but then one person will most likely out of ten properties say yes i'm happy however you will have to let them know that you're going to be service accommodation in this property because a landlord needs to be aware that he's renting the property to you and you're going to be re-renting the property as a um short-term facility yeah you can do it so you don't have to be upfront um with 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 the agents or the vendors that you're gonna put the property on booking.com and airbnb and you're gonna get guests because that way you you were more likely get a no but you can maybe approach it and uh, the agents or the vendors and say like you're a relocation agent so let's say you are a relocation agent and you you work with um contractors you know people that are staying in the area um and that you are providing a short-term accommodation because if you're gonna say to the agents or to the vendors i'm going to put this property on airbnb or i'm going to put this property on booking.com and get any any type of a stay and especially if you don't have experience and you are a new provider they are unlikely to allow you to um convert the property to service accommodation because they know from experience that there is a possibility that this could be trouble. So if you are a new provider, you don't have experience with the guests, you don't have experience with the due diligence on the guests, and this can go wrong. So alarm bells will be ringing for the agents. So you just have to do it in a bit more gentle way, a bit more gentle approach, um, and, and, you know, and sell yourself as more like a relocation agent. So what would you say to them? Um, so, um, in terms of, well, you said you need to, you need to introduce yourself as a relocation agent. So what would you say to them? Yeah, so, uh, to, so, to, to, so to you the are agency? a relocation agent and you work with different contractors. You've got connections with different contractors in the area, or you, you know, you've got connections with the local hospitals. You, uh, you work with, 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 with the hospital agencies providing hospital staff. And you are um, uh, providing short-term accommodation for professionals. For, com for commercial use? Yes. <clears throat> okay. And in terms of service accommodation, um, how would you manage it? 
yourself or, or how how do you manage service accommodation? Okay, so it depends if, you, if you've only got one unit or you're growing bigger towards, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 units. So depending on where you are... Um, uh, you know, within 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 the field, um, will depend how you're gonna run it. Because if you've got one unit, when we had one unit, um, we were doing everything ourselves, right? So administration, uh, managing bookings, speaking to the guests, um, key arrangements, um, cleaning. You know, we, we we were doing it ourselves when we started. But then when we've grown to um you know we, when we've had three four five we realized that we will not be able to run it ourselves so we had to put team in place to be able to uh, you know to enable us to um, run it as a successful business okay so how do you manage it so uh, you know i mean with 25 units we've got full-time um admin coverage so there's always an admin person available we've got full-time maintenance um, so uh, we need maintenance to be available and responsive um, within, you know, 45 minutes to an hour maximum, preferably less um, if there is emergency. Um, in terms of keys, so people getting locked out and things like that, we've, um, we've put a second key safe. So we've got two key safes, um, one with the main keys, one as a backup keys. So if people get locked out, we don't have to come out and waste our time uh, to deal with that. Uh, in terms of the cleaning team, so we've got one uh, main cleaner per area and that cleaner will um, manage the different, you know, will manage the schedule, will allocate the, um, the units as per cleaning schedule. So the admin would produce the cleaning schedule for the main cleaner and that cleaner would then allocate the different units um, to to the kind of lower level cleaners. Yeah, so there's a cleaning manager in place and there's the, you know, there's the cleaners in place. So that's the cleaning. So we've got, yeah, so we covered admin staffing, maintenance, um, cleaning, and obviously we overseeing the business um, ourselves as well. We're available for advice if needed. Um, Okay, and what sort of programs do you have to help you manage uh, all all the units with with uh, the cleaners and the admin? And we've got quite a lot of admin and quite a lot of cleaners <clears throat> involved. So, what sort of programs would you recommend to use for service accommodation properties? Okay, so so we're talking about the different programs for different things. So uh, there is the so there's different elements um, of the admin. So there is the bookings, the bookings coordination. So when you are starting out, you can, um, you know, use a, a, a free channel manager. There's free channel managers available. So channel manager is a program that will coordinate all your bookings for you from the different platforms. So let's say Airbnb, Booking.com, Expedia Group, Verbo, you know, all the different places, um, a channel manager will coordinate the bookings. But when you're starting out, you may choose um, to, you know, to pick up a, a free channel manager um, or, you know, when you're getting a bit more advanced, you can pick up more sophisticated system that will allow you 
to you know to better control prices as well to coordinate the bookings in a better way to give you all the analytical um, data to allow you to run a successful business um, so yeah depending on where, where, where you are so obviously for that um, booking coordination we use a channel manager for the for the other things so uh, you know we use um, uh, uh, for 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 pricing we use a pricing software um for um payments we use a payment merchant um so so for each and everything we you know we we, we okay, have we're a gonna, system we're going to we're going to cover mm -hmm. all of them one by one <clears throat> okay so what program do you use for uh or you're talking about channel managers so mm -hmm. so there are various channel managers yeah on the market some of them are free so channel manager is mainly to manage the bookings yeah okay yeah what sort of ch channel managers are there so people know where to find them and uh, how to use them okay so so there's different um, different channel managers I, I you know i won't be able to kind of name all of them on top of my head but i know there is like guesty um i personally use avivo avivo works really well for me there is also, you know, some people are using Zivu or Smobu, um, you know, so there's, so there's different um, channel managers in place and you have to do some research for yourself to see which um, channel manager will, um, you know, meet, meet, meet your... Easier for you to Yeah, use. it will be easier for you because each and every one has got different things incorporated mm -hmm. and there's different <clears throat> pricing for them i mean some of them are free but they've got limited um limited options there so so, so basically as you gain uh, uh, growing bigger you have to use a channel manager to manage your bookings. yeah that's what i would recommend okay. because that <coughs> would prevent uh, just to mention we are not being paid by any of those channel managers that we mentioned we just telling you that there are various ones there uh, and we're not advertising them by any means we're just giving you you know content that to help you out with your service accommodation business so are you if you're growing bigger and bigger you will need to use a channel manager to manage your bookings now when you have a channel manager uh, where do they advertise your properties well because obviously okay, they, so they must be linked with some sort of uh, uh, other businesses in order to advertise your properties is that correct yeah so, so where where would that channel manager advertise your properties so the different channel managers will work with um different platforms, uh, platforms yes so they'll have uh, integration with different platforms so one may not necessarily have the same as the other but they will have the main ones so such as booking.com and airbnb i believe you know all the um, sort of main main channel managers the bigger channel managers will have the main platforms integrated um like for example you know i've mentioned I've, i'm using avivo um you know i'm quite happy with it and i'm, I'm sticking with it um they, they advertise on 30 um plus different platforms and you know, including Expedia Group, VRBO, um, Hotels.com. Yeah, Hotels.com. Uh, you know, that's that are the main the main platforms. Uh, you will get sometimes a smaller platform such as Agoda, um, you know, or any, you know, any other smaller platforms. But this will be like 1% yeah. of your bookings. 
Okay. Um, also, um, and direct bookings are really important, you know, through for having a strong website. Yeah. Do you want me to address it now or We're later? We're going to cover that yeah. later. Um, okay, so as you grow, you basically will need to have a channel manager to help you with your bookings. The second thing you definitely going to need is the payment methods, isn't it? Yeah. Because people do make direct uh, bookings uh, through your website, through Facebook uh, groups. Um, and that's very essential for your business. As Marika just mentioned, you're going to need a website. You're going to need a, your Facebook uh, page. You're going to need your Instagram page. Uh, and you need to be quite active on the social media to get direct bookings because that's where you get the most profits you then don't give uh, the different platforms percentage of your profits. For example, Booking.com can take up to 30% on, yeah, your, so... on your bookings. So, so it's quite hefty, hefty uh, percentage. Um, but we're now covering payment methods. So what sort of uh, payment methods you need in order to take payments? So there is different platforms and again you have to see what works well for you so and some of them will be integrated with your channel manager to allow you um to uh you know to to, to process the bookings and but um, let me stop you there what i'm way. trying to say mm -hmm. is you don't really need a, a payment method because booking.com and airbnb they can take the payments for 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 you for you yeah right? so it depends but we came across few problems with that. So we decided to manage our own money. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So how did we do that and why did we do that? Because people need to know why would we run away from booking.com, Airbnb, hotels.com, taking the payments for us? Why did we run away from that? Okay. So first of all, not all the platforms will allow you to manage your own bookings, uh, um, to, to, to process the payments for the bookings. So Airbnb, for example, will not allow you to do that. It's just not possible. They deal with the money for the clients and you only get paid until uh, most of them the day after the check-in. So let's say a client books in now for summer next year, you, through Airbnb, you will not get paid until summer next year. But through the other platforms, so for example, for booking.com or um, some of the Expedia group um, bookings, if you are able to manage your own payments um, and let's say people booking for the summer for next year, um, you, you will be charging the client now for the booking um, and you will not have to wait until after they stayed next year. So it, it does help you out um, in terms of the cash flow. So if you are running a big business, cash, cash flow is really important um, and that helps you to manage your cash flow. Obviously, you have to have um, the right uh, cancellation policies in place because, you know, things can go wrong when you manage your own payments. So you need a level of protection um, as well um, for your business um, um, through that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we control our payments. Yeah, most our payments. Uh, what platforms do we use for those uh, payments? <clears throat> okay, so there's, there's different ones you can use and you have to just see, you know, what, what works um, well for you and how quickly you can get the payment release over to you. So my main, and obviously what commission you have to be uh, paying because for every transaction you do, um, 
he, there is a small percentage that the payment merchant will take from you um, for the transaction. We're talking about small numbers, but the different merchants will take the, 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 the different, um, you know, different percentage. So you have to do a research. So that's one thing that you need to research about when choosing a merchant. Um, the other thing that is really important is how quickly will your payments be released? Um, so is it going to be a day, a week, two weeks, or some of them even do 30 days? Um, so we've got a few merchants in place. So I would suggest if you are at a level that, you know, that we are where you're managing 25 units plus, that you have at least um, two payment merchants as a backup because um, if uh, if let's say a client pays with a credit card, the client has an option to dispute a payment, and if you get too many disputes, um, this may not work in your favor in terms of the merchants. So they may like decide to let's say suspend your account or delay payout. Um, so you so that's why um we at our level have um two payment merchants so this is what i would recommend so um what i use uh do you want me to mention yeah I like i said i mentioned before yeah. none of the platforms or the companies that we're mentioning uh contributed in this episode at all but i want to give people as much as possible so that at least they have idea what is out there so yeah, yeah. by all means mention the yeah. names I, I don't mind at all okay so i use a stripe um as the main payment merchant and the second payment merchant is the barclays mm -hmm. and we used to use square as well yeah we use obviously square. there's many many others on the market which like marika said do your own research because there are different percentages that they take every time you take a payment and there is a different time scale uh of the money hitting your account yeah? yeah so you need to obviously see what fits the reason why we're taking our own payment is because we can control our own money so like marika mentioned before if someone books for summer 2022 we already have that money now to improve our service accommodation to deal with any maintenance or to reinvest back in the company uh, and uh, maybe buy another service accommodation and yes. so on and so forth for the cash flow purpose. yeah so um we used to have a square but we have been suspended from square yeah so we had uh so there was a guest it's it's a bit unfortunate but i think that was a good learning so there was a guest um and they booked um they booked a night um at one of our properties and then they decided to extend the stay and booked another night. Um, they have, so we didn't have experience back then. So the second night that they've booked, they've booked under a different name. So for the first night, they've booked uh, under, uh, under one name and they paid with one card. And for the second night, um, they, uh, they've booked under a different name, they, you know, because they wanted to pay with a different card. So we've allowed them to extend their stay in the, uh, you know, and pay with a different card. And what happened with that reservation is both nights after the stay, the client went and disputed the payment. And because this was, uh, because it was two consecutive disputes, so it was literally one after another for the two nights, um, 
we, uh, they, they have decided to suspend our account. Yeah. So since uh, then, we've learned that we need to have two or three different payment methods where we control our own money, just in case there is a dispute. And they will, there will be disputes because there are um, seven and a half billion people in the world and they do not have the same mindset as you and me, where we quite often stay in service accommodation and not once we complain about anything. And we could complain about million There's things. There's always something people There's can There's always something complain. because it's a business, it's properties, and no one is perfect and no one should be perfect. We want to be perfect, but we will never be perfect. So, you know, uh, there are always disputes, especially with credit cards. And 90% of disputes with credit cards, you will not win. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, well, last one we have. Last one we last have. One, that I was the this, first one ever yeah, we had. Yeah, I think this is like one out of ten. Yeah, one out right, of ten that yeah. credit, credit card provider admitted that the guy's basically trying to cheat, cheat us and they gave us the money. However, we've learned over the years that you need to uh, basically fight your own corner always. So what we always do now is, you know, take videos and photos after the clean so so we can prove that the uh, apartments were clean. We give them uh, on our policy, it, it says clearly that if you don't report something during your stay, basically there is nothing wrong with your stay, so they cannot claim... Um, any discounts or yeah. any any money back uh so but we learned this over the years what what sort of things we can give uh the listeners to to understand what they will come with um what i'm trying to say there's many other people staying so we had people with royce royce coming to us like literally people turning up in royce royce and staying our luxury jacuzzi spa accommodations but we also had the 20 pounds per night people. And these are the ones that usually complain the most for something that is not even there. Yeah, it? so a lot so of So how do you avoid those disputes? And what have you learned during that journey? Because we still got a lot to talk about. I, I want to give as much value as possible because this is very important. So what have you learned? How, how do you avoid the disputes? Um, and, yeah, and how do you I manage you, them? You, you, you can't really avoid it. You can minimize the losses on the disputes by, um, you know, doing do, doing the different things, such as, uh, you know, when people are booking, you need to take, before they stay, you need to take a copy of their ID. You need to make sure that the booking name always match the card name and that the ID matches, that you've got an address for them just in case they damage something. Um, you can claim back. You know, through um, through a legal route if needed. You know, if the damage is extensive, so you know you you can minimize. You cannot always eliminate a, a dispute. It's just not possible. You just have to minimize your losses. And when there is a dispute, usually so, you know somebody pays with a credit card. The credit card provider, uh, you know, that the, there is the sixty day. Um, a rule where they uh, if so, if the service is not delivered. They, the client has 60 days to dispute the payment and, you know, they, they, they can dispute it. And, and because it's covered by that um, uh, guarantee, uh, the, the provider tends to give the money back. Okay, so Nine the money, times out of ten, the money will go back yeah, to, the, so the, to the client. So the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. So either comes from out of your pocket because basically, you know, they believe you have not delivered the service or 
you know, or, or whatever. The money has to come from somewhere. So whether it's maybe perhaps on a bigger level, it would be maybe their insurance, you know, um, but uh, most of the time the money will get deducted from you as provider. And there will always be people trying to get money back, especially yeah. if they stay with a credit card. So what we're trying to say to you guys is cover your ass over time. So what we do when the clean when the cleaners finish uh, the clean, they do videos because we had number of uh, complaints where they are saying, "Oh, the bed sheets are not clean" or stuff like that. Those guys know what to complain about because they are professional uh, complainers. Basically, mm. they do this professionally. Mm. They stay somewhere. They know they can stay it for free, so they know the story already. Now, if you if you are not prepared and you've not if you've not covered yourself with the right policies um, in place and with the right procedures, so our cleaners go in straight away. They check if there is any maintenance issues that has to be addressed straight away. For example, broken handles, anything that they can complain about. So they tick the list straight away. Then when they do the clean, they take the videos, they take the photos, and they send it to our WhatsApp group with the date and the, the address of the property. So we then have 100% cover that if there was in any instance dispute, we are 100% covered from our side. Now, again, you're fighting with, 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 uh, with, with credit cards here mainly. So nine times out of 10, you're not going to get the money back. However, at least you're doing uh, your job yeah. from your side as I would much as say you can. just protect yourself, you know, through making sure that the you know the card the, the booking name always matches the card name, that you've got the ID of the person, that you you know you've got you've got their address, but also always, always, always uh calculate this within your losses a possibility of a you know of a credit card dispute, you know, one out of I don't know how many states, probably it's it's not that many. But, you know, maybe one out of two, three hundred people might, you know, might yeah. dispute. And there's obviously if you're going to because with with uh, in our portfolio service accommodation portfolio, we had we targeted all budget properties. So very low budget and obviously hefty budget properties. You will have more complaints from the very low budget. Again, if you have the right policies you will not have to return the money because they booking low budget. So they cannot expect a Buckingham Palace for £20 per night. Yeah, though they do, don't they? But they so... do. So just cover yourself, guys. Anyway, let's move on now. So Marika, how do you advertise the properties that we have to make sure that we have seven? Uh, sorry, 97% occupancy throughout our properties okay so it's not only really advertising is the marketing part as well so um so in terms of uh um in terms of advertising so obviously my channel manager does a good job um through making sure um i'm visible on all the different platforms um on my website is integrated with my website um in terms of the marketing part, um, being um, being out there on all social media, on um, Google listings, um, where else, you know, anywhere else that your channel manager um, is not integrated with, for example, I mean, my channel manager is not integrated 
with TripAdvisor, for example. So we do have a listing on TripAdvisor and one of our um, staffing um, in the Philippines actually manages um, the integration part with TripAdvisor. We do still get quite a few bookings through that. We just need to make sure that the calendars are in co um, coordinated, updated all the time. Yeah, because so. you will you will get double booking in in some apartments or houses if you don't manage this properly. Yes, and so then that, that comes say, a big problem, then isn't it? Yeah, if you don't have the right staffing in place, don't do that because. It's very hard to cancel a booking and you will be incurring penalties if there is an overbooking um, and, and you end up cancelling and your account can be suspended. For example, if you have too many cancellations, let's say within Airbnb, Airbnb is quite strict about that. Um, they will um, suspend or remove your account. Um, so if you don't have the right level of staffing to manage that um, just um, leave it to your channel manager to coordinate the bookings and do not go outside on the other platform outside of that management structure but it's worth mentioning as well that airbnb <clears throat> is really not working with um the business as well they, they cover the client more than you as a business provider yeah they do although i think they've introduced something which is very interesting uh, must have been fairly recently unless they they had it in the past but were not really very open about it um which is a host guarantee mm. so i've just actually requested um some money from a guest that broke a bed um, and that was a sta very, very stable bed, um, you know, from, from sort of hardwood. Um, and uh, the guest must have been either very heavy or I don't know what they were doing. They just broke the bed. Um, and I've requested the funds directly from the guest through Airbnb platforms, but um, from the guest. Uh, but the guest has declined, um, saying that the request was excessive. Um, but we provided all the receipts and everything, but the guests refused to pay, um, obviously. Uh, so um, we then approached the Airbnb support and they said there's, uh, they've got the host guarantee. So through the host guarantee, uh, they will be either, I don't know whether they'll be recovering the money or providing uh, the money from their insurance, um, whatever their process is, but they do have the host guarantee now to help you out. Yeah, um, which they never ever had yeah. and you are basically fighting with a wall brick wall whatever yeah. we were coming up with they they, they were never helpful yeah. but <clears throat> maybe now they start improving so uh we'll see during the uh, we'll obviously update you guys uh, along the months um moving from that what is the rules and regulations that you need to comply with having service accommodation because you cannot have service accommodation everywhere no so uh, it, it depends on um, where so you, you in are. Block of flats, yeah, what it is. What you need to check. Um, you definitely need to check uh, leases because they yeah. might be in a lease uh, from the freeholder saying that you're not allowed to have a service yeah. accommodation in this building. Yeah. That's first thing you need to be checking. Second thing, you need to be fire compliant. You have to have uh, relevant, uh, uh, you know, um, signs uh what else escape uh routes uh you need to have uh, basically 
in short, if you're running a service accommodation business in a block, house, or building, the rules of safety are exactly the same rules and regulations as you are running a hotel. And we found out this again through experience because we had a fire brigade visiting one of our blocks and they told us your rules and regulations of running this business are exactly like hotel. So you need to apply hotels rules and regulations in order to run service accommodation. And that is, again, when it comes to fire safety mm. checks, uh, you know, when it comes to escape routes, where it comes to, you know, um, uh, fire extinguishers, fire blankets, fire doors, uh, you know, segregation of areas. This is all exactly applied as in a hotel. So, so if you having one, two, three in, in, in a block of flat or even a house, it would be good to have a fire safety report to help you improve the service so obviously a relevant certification do apply mm. like gas electric uh you need to be doing pat testing every year which fire brigade actually doesn't mind you not having pat testing done but for those who don't do it if there is a fire you will not be paid from the insurance if you cannot prove that your all appliances have been pat tested every single year yeah you also have to run a maintenance uh, log so anything that is broken damaged uh, you need to log it on your maintenance mm -hmm. log because insurance and fire brigade will be checking that yeah now <clears throat> along the years we now pretty much know everyone from fire brigade by name because we've been working with them so closely and every time we've setting up a new block of flats um we actually invite the fire brigade to our building and and we take them through uh we take the fire risk assessment uh, officer as well he, he produces a report what we have to improve where we have to uh, add stuff and then that way we know that in any case of fire or, or any emergencies we were 100 percent covered so the insurance uh cannot complain and fire brigade cannot uh, prosecute us but again, throughout the years, we've learned this uh, by making mistakes and faults, isn't it? And now, yeah. now because we, we, we pretty much, again, uh, know the fire brigade officers by name because we're working closely with them, uh, that is very important, actually, because they can put enforcement on your building, your flood, your house, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and that's why also, um, you know, have a, if you're running um, service accommodation, let's say you have a block of flats and, you know, and the units are um, on service accommodation, you need to be really working closely with a local uh, fire, fire protection um, company. Yeah. Uh, are they called fire protection? Not sure. Um, so the local fire company to, and, and that's what we've been doing, and they come out and do the weekly testing for us of the fire alarm system. They do the annual servicing of the fire extinguishers, and um, they check the sensors and, and, check uh, the sensors, and things check, like that. Yeah, check the alarms and yeah. everything. And every, uh, so basically, we in our processes, we have an officer coming every Friday uh, to all our properties um, and, and, and they basically run all the weekly checks 
on top of that our cleaners do uh, do daily checks uh so yeah but you're gonna you're gonna grow into this guys uh it's just you need to make sure as you grow big and bigger you know you need to you need to think about those things because if that hits you in your pocket it, it is very costly especially if they put um enforcement on your property on your building now the other thing you need to remember is if you have a one flat running on service accommodation um and there is many other flats in this building those flats also have to be uh, upgraded and it's your responsibility to a hotel standard so for example fire doors have to be imp uh, uh, improved fire extinguishers have to be in the communal areas the relevant signage and emergency lighting has to be in this communal area as well and it's your responsibility not the tenant or the landlord responsibility because it's you who's running the business this is very crucial actually uh let's move on from that so uh what sort of people would you expect in service accommodation okay so i've mentioned this before so um it could be the leisure guests for example it depends where your property is located if it's in a let's say seaside locations most of your guests will be the leisure guests. Uh, but you can you call, also you can, get contractors. You can yeah, you can yeah, you can target so uh, hospitals. You can target uh, holiday companies. You can target uh, uh, airline companies. Yeah. Uh, you could uh, perhaps target businesses. This is what we do. We target the businesses a lot because business will pay premium price for the longer duration. So this is perhaps what what, what you could be your strategy as well. Unless you don't really care who stays there, then then use the main platforms like Booking.com, Airbnb, yeah. and you will have many many people. But then you've got the commission um, part. There is, yeah, so there is commission the part on yeah. on all the platforms, and there is commission on on the pay, pay payment on the merchants. Yeah, yeah, on the merchants. And sometimes your channel manager will take small percentage as well um, of commission to to help you to manage the bookings. So, the one thing you yeah. definitely need to remember running a service accommodation business, guys, and that this doesn't matter. If it's one property or 100 property, you need to be on it 24 hours a day for seven days a week. This business never gets quiet. Now, Marika, how do you deal with emergencies? So it depends on the type of emergency that uh, is there. If it's something that is cleaning related, I tend to get cleaners or uh, cleaners in, or if this is something simple that a cleaner can resolve. Uh, I get the cleaners out and typically they can be there within 15-20 minutes, half an hour maximum. Um, if this is something more complicated such as, um, let's say, no hot water or something like that and we can't um, guide, um, you know, um, guide the guests, then obviously we have to get maintenance out, but we, you know, we do have um, maintenance available. To, to attend to these matters within, I would say, an hour or so. Yeah, some yeah. of the emergencies are not emergencies because you will get a guest um, which will call you to ask you how to actually run a tap. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's funny, but it does happen. It is possible. We have lever taps, which are the easiest taps in the world to use, and we do have phone calls asking how, how do we use a lever tap or how do we start a shower. We do have that, unfortunately, and you're going to get that. Uh, but some of the emergencies have to be tackled straight away. So what we have, we actually have a guy, local guy um, uh, in the area who is on 24-hour um, call-out. 
and they, 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 the guys in our construction business, they, they have call-outs, router, and what they do, they swap every week. Obviously, they get a little bit of uh, extra money for every call-out they do. Uh, but we also have an allocated guy who is mainly on service accommodation. If there, anything happens, he has to drop it there and then everything and go and sort it out. Uh, also, because we may, we keep in a maintenance log of what we're replacing and what is broken, we now started to <clears throat> know what sort of materials are no good for our service accommodation or... Um, or what sort of um, furniture is no good. So we had one type of beds before, which we noticed they keep kept breaking up quite a lot. So we switched to another company. They were also keep kept breaking a lot, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we we out. don't we don't really know yeah. what they're doing on those beds. Uh, that they, but that was main common thing that they kept broken. So now we swapped completely to a you know, bulletproof beds, and they, 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 it looks like it's working. So we're now switching every single bed to that. Not straight away, but we know once it's broken, we just uh, switch it to the new, yeah. new beds that we found out are quite good. We, on, on some of the fire, those uh, specific handles were breaking up. So now we stop using those handles because we know they are no good. Even though they were fire-rated fire, uh, handles, yeah. but they couldn't handle the weight of the door when people were pulling it because we have over the overhead door closers everywhere. So those handles were snapping. Uh, we've, we've changed that to new, new type of handles. Um, so the old one, when it snaps, we just change it straight away to new one. We know now we're not getting any maintenance issues with them or complaints. So this is why we say we're not only keeping maintenance lock, but we're also knowing now what breaks. So we yeah. avoiding that in future. Uh, in terms of Marika, uh, quality of the apartments, of the houses we have, of the properties we have in service accommodation, because obviously we've got diversified portfolio. We run HMOs, we've got uh, buy-to-lets, we're doing commercial to residentials as well. But in terms of the quality of the apartments, what would you say it works? What would you say it's good to have? Mm. And what is the best profitable um, I believe the higher quality you have, the less complaints, uh, uh, in theory, you should be able to get, um, and you have different, different type of a clientele coming into a luxury apartment than those, um, coming into a budget apartment. Um, so it's important to have the apartments done to a good standard. And if the apartment is more on the budget side, you need to be, uh, you know, you need to be upfront that, yeah, this is a budget apartment because you can't have people expecting a luxury book budget and expect luxury, you know, although some people do. But as long as you're upfront about it, uh, you know, um, then, then, then that's okay because um, you do want to target, you know, if you're a, if you're a big provider in the area, um, and you want to dominate the area, you need to be providing, uh, you know, different options for people, different options. So different budgets we as do well. have, yeah, we but... do have sort of lower level, lower budget properties. Um, and then we have some like really luxury, um, apartments as well. Yeah. And from the luxury apartments with hot tubs and jacuzzi baths, uh, we do fit them pretty much everywhere now because we, 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 
we've noticed that people do want that when they go on holiday or short stay. Uh, but we get less complaints with them. Uh, we pretty much get none of yeah. complaints with them. Though the you... lower budgets, they, 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 they. They're mainly the travel guests. They yeah, they find, travel always the... find something that. Yeah, they booking budget yeah. and expecting no budget. So, so you will get that. But uh, you know, if you love what you're doing, you just laugh. You just laugh and 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 you you, you take it on the chin and. Uh, and move on with the business, you know. The, the, the one thing we need to mention, Marika, is it good to have a non-refundable policy and refundable policy bookings? And how does it work? It depends. I suppose it depends what, what, what works for you and, and the area you are in. Most of our bookings are uh, non-refundable bookings. Um, and this is just to protect ourselves especially those that we uh, manage the payments ourselves. And the reason why we have done it that way is because when people book in and they pay, um, we want it to be non-refundable because the minute we start refunding loads of people, um, this will um, you know, flag up some amber or red light with the payment merchant, you know, why are you charging and then you're refunding. So if you have many of these, um, you know, they might they might question that, and the last and thing you want, yeah, yeah is, is having your account suspended. So that's why um, with the platforms that we manage our own payments, um, we've got the non-refundable policy in place. For for example, for Airbnb, uh, you know, we we are a bit um, flexible. more flexible. Yes, yeah. so we've got a thirty percent non-refundable, and the rest is um, is refundable up until seven days prior to the stay. The minute the seven days uh, prior to the stay kicks in and someone cancels, then that becomes non-refundable and they do not get a refund. But with Airbnb, we don't get paid until after the guests stayed um, or if they cancel, then after they, the period they've cancelled. So that's why for me it was okay to have the refundable um, refundable option within Airbnb because I wouldn't get paid until after, you know, after yeah. the they're the, the checking so that just makes sense um however with the airbnb bookings we tend to have them a bit more expensive because we don't get the money straight away so that's why um typically our airbnb bookings um are, are more expensive so mm -hmm. people booking through airbnb will uh, not get the cheapest rate available yeah. you know that's this is how i've structured it i know some of my friends Within service accommodation business, they they've structured it differently. You know, they they offer refundable bookings, but they give like um, you know short windows for the refundability part. So let's say a day, five days, or whatever works for them. Um, you know, for me, this is what works for me. Um, I I I've come to this um, solution over the years, uh, and this is what what works for me, and I would not change it. Okay, when either. the property is ready for putting them back on the market. Mm -hmm. what do you do do you do photos do you do staging obviously you need to f have furnishing there so what do you do can you take, uh, take us through it so after the renovation or when i'm taking a rent to rent on or well, let's any, go. Uh, in, yeah. in any um uh, any option well you need to make sure everything it's um done to a good standard it's all in working order you know things like Handles, tabs, uh, hot water, windows, opening, closing, so on. 
um, you have to furnish it. It's really important to provide um, good quality, good quality furniture. furniture, especially beds. Um, beds are really important, and I would advise strongly advise against uh, having slab slab beds. You know the ones that are with the slabs with the mid joining that they join in the middle because they are the ones that tend to. <laughs> sorry fall apart um i would also strongly advise against um any beds or sofa beds that have like those wooden legs or little legs that can be prone to breaking or when someone yeah. heavy sits down ideally you want any sofas in leather uh, yeah because even though you don't want parties the parties will be there you cannot avoid them we're running a policy where we don't have one night bookings we have minimum of two nights yeah, it depends on the area. So we try and it, it depends on the area. It depends what it is, whether it's a house, flat, if it's a holiday area. So so some some flats I do allow one night um, stays, though I will be trying to change it to a minimum of two nights. Um, it depends what works for you. And, and the, the, the longer you are in the market, the more you're going to get to know the area and know what sort of people, you know, are coming, are coming along. So, like, I will allow um, a one-night um, stays on uh, some of the luxury apartments, for example, but then people pay the premium price for it. And it's less yeah, chance of things you, going wrong. You need to make it bulletproof. So, for yeah. example, I'm saying... If you have one night, we mm. prefer two nights mm. because there's less less parties and less com less complaints from the yeah. neighbors. Yeah. But if you allow one night, then obviously sofas make sure they're leather because obviously of the drinks of the, the spillage. spillage. Mm. Flooring make sure it's a wooden engineered flooring or laminate because of the spillage. When you have carpets, that they, they only come you you're gonna start replacing them very quickly. Also. Uh, Laminate flooring and engineered flooring is so easy to, to clean for the cleaners uh, and so quick. So it, it's, it's essential for them to do it quickly because it's almost like they have an hour to clean each apartment. They can't do it for more because they will not finish all, all, all the yeah, work they have. So, yeah, so they have allocated timing yeah. per apartment. The uh, other things is, guys, what you need to remember, there will be quite a lot of stuff getting stolen and missing from your apartments. And we learned throughout the years... That stuff like microwaves, toasters, um, kettles. Yeah, we hair don't hairdryers. We don't now. When we renovate properties and we're setting it up, we make sure that we have few spares um, everywhere. And then what happens is that the electrician cuts off the plug and wire the cable physically into the few spare because that way it doesn't get missing and stolen. Because we had everything missing. We had kettles missing. We had toasters missing. We had TVs walking yeah. out from the, from the property. Yes. Obviously, you have right to charge the, 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 the client. But it's not about charging the client. It's about avoiding the hassle of going, buying a new one, getting ready before the new tenant. Because usually, usually it happens when one tenant leaves and then the next one comes in three hours. So, so, so you have such a limited time to sort this out. Now we've resulted to put everything wired in to the installation. Yeah, that was the only option to go because the amount <clears throat> of hair dryers I've replaced or irons as well. 
that's another one and yeah people walk off with posters are very common as well especially if they see you have a nice one that that tends to go missing and also you all you need your cleaners on board really they need to have a, they need to a be good switched. eye for things switched on report things straight away because you have limited timing to get things sorted especially in season time so if you're in a leisure area and you are in season, um, you have no space in your diary, and the minute someone checks out, in the next few hours, you have another check-in, and you have to make sure that the apartment is ready. Um, So if there's something broken, we just had recently, we had a hot plate um, broken, so someone must have dropped something and broke the the hot plate, and we had a couple of hours to get this resolved and we were a bit like, I'm not sure. Again, we have a power it. team uh, yeah. always in place and we are quite fortunate because we have our own construction company. So at any given time, we give them a phone call and the guys jump in the van and sort and they know that this business is priority because obviously it's a ca- quite big cash cow for, for us. Um, so... The other thing I wanted to to mention, Marika, you said uh, toasters and kettles uh, uh, are getting missing. Um, TVs getting missing as well, yeah. Uh, which you want to wire them in. Um, we don't provide in our service accommodation normal TVs, isn't it? We only yes. run uh, Amazon mm. Prime mm. and we only run. Um, Netflix. Yeah, those. Uh, though this can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, what you need to do is you need to be upfront with the guests that you are not providing a, a live TV, but you are providing a streaming service. Um, but you will still get some people complaining that there is no TV, you know, and they will ring and say, "Oh, but there is no TV." Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we thought about putting normal yeah. TV, but we don't know. We will we'll update you in the future. At the moment, um, it's running sound. Uh, we haven't decided 100% if we're going to go with a normal t- TV provider. Um, it's not that we don't want to pay a TV license because it's, we don't care about that. It's just, you know, most people like for myself, if I go on holiday... I want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch uh, negative news. In fact, us uh, ourselves, we don't even have a TV at home because we are just too busy with businesses. So um, for us, it's not a problem. But we did have a few complaints saying yeah. that oh, they want to watch BBC, especially ITV, the older or, generation. Yeah, the older they, generation uh, definitely. They just want yeah. to sit on front of TV and and watch it, which is which is I don't know. Yeah, it's mainly me, on I, the budget apartments. It's as mainly well. on the budget apartments. Um, yeah. I don't understand why you go not for leisure and you watching TV, <laughs> uh, but hey ho, if everyone is different and everyone they have their own rights to do so. Um, in terms of the design of the apartments, Marika, is is there anything good to have? In terms of the I'm design, so, I, I, I saying I, I apartments, suppose, but yeah. I'm talking about the whole portfolio. Yeah, I mean, mo- mo- most of um, our places are in fact apartments. apartments yeah. So that's why I yeah. I believe you're referring to that. Um, in terms of the design, uh, what is there not to do or what to do? Uh, okay, so it depends. Try to be original. Hmm. Try to see what uh, what in the area 
Yeah, what people are doing, what, what people are doing, and, are and, 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 and be different and better. So and, and better, better, yes. So mm. what we always do, we put some features walls, uh, freestanding baths, hot tubs. We put jacuzzi baths. Um, what what we make sure always is that there is always a tap in the bathroom in actually hot hot um, hot tub or, or a jacuzzi bath that the tap itself is run from a boiler yeah and has a shower attachment but what we always also do we, we in every single property we also provide electrical shower because you know you need to treat this business as a high maintenance commercial use so things get broken all the time and you don't want to have a guest without hot water so we always give them two options one from the boiler and one from the electric shower so at any point if they call that the boiler is broken they can they still having a hot shower so we can get the maintenance out to sort out the boiler in the meanwhile it's not causing them problem with the stay but if the, sh the, the sh electric shower is broken then obviously it's easy to replace it anyway so try to basically run this business as you would want, not want to have any problems or you want to minimize the the coming out and servicing and maintaining maintenance because that's cost that's time and that's a hassle yeah would you agree yeah what do you have any photographer marika when when you're setting up the, pro the yeah. properties or or you just doing your own photos uh so i i did do my own photos initially and then i realized with time that at my level i really have to um step up so i found I uh, had a look on Facebook, I was looking for a photographer and I had a look on uh, Facebook and some of the property groups, especially the service accommodation uh, groups. And um, I was looking at the, you know, at recommendations and, you know, what, what people, what photos people are putting out and trying to figure out who did those photos. And this is how I've come across a photographer that actually lives locally to us. Um, it turned out that he's very, uh, very local and it's fantastic and I would not swap him for, so you know, for anything else. So now we're using a professional photographer where before we actually put the property in the market, we do staging, uh, you know, we would then also do the tables, isn't it? Yeah, so we would always, um, and, and now this is what we do after, before and after every changeover, we do set up the tables. Uh, because it, it does really, look really nice. So obviously the plates, um, some wine glasses, napkins, you know, we, we tend to use like some of the different color ones just to make it a bit um, vibrant. And uh, the centerpiece is quite important, have something in the center of the table. You know, we tend to have uh, like um, mirror trays. Um, I found nice golden mirror trays. And if you put a plant, on top of that, that that reflects really nicely, looks really, really good. And it's it's a lot different when the table is set up. When people come in, it's very welcoming. Obviously, the beds are well made. Um, the towels um, are left on the beds and they always like rolled up nicely or folded up nicely. You I know, think this is what nice you, you need to mention stay. as well. So. What must be in what must have to be in property mm. so obviously towels cutlery yeah. is there anything else so that you must have to provide everything for people when they are staying as a short term um they have to 
be able to use all the facilities. So it's not good to have kitchen and no pans because how they're gonna cook. So obviously, yeah, if you, you don't you don't provide food. However, you do need to, I believe, provide coffee, sugar, salt, and stuff like that because. And I know I've, uh, I'm talking from experience. How many times, Marika, we went and stayed? I mean, we, we pretty much go every weekend yeah. to stay uh, somewhere else with the kids. But you travel for one, two, three, four hours. You get to the property, unload your bags, and there is no bloody coffee. Come on, it, it only costs a pound. Supply coffee to your clients. They will buy their own food. They will buy their own butter, your ketchups and stuff like that. They're going to buy it themselves. Pretty much most people bring it with them. But coffee, sugar, tea, and salt, please, please, guys, yeah. always have them in property because there is nothing worse for your client to come from a long journey. He wants to sit down, have a coffee before he does anything else. And in the, if the coffee is not there, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that's how we found we went somewhere and we were like, okay, let's have a coffee. We opened the jar. The jar was there for the coffee. We opened the jar and it was empty. We were like, It was oh. pretty new, never used. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you have the jar there when you're not providing coffee? It's only sure. bloody pound. You know, it's your business. Look after it. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you have, yes. Um, so the kitchen's fully equipped. Toaster is important. People will complain, especially British people, that there is no toaster. And and we had a few um, incidents where the previous guest has had a, has taken the toaster and the cleaners haven't realized, and then the next guest turns up and complains there's no toaster. And they usually complain um, six a.m. the next morning. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's not the convenient timing usually because they don't realize until the they are yeah. making a breakfast for themselves. So yeah, the kitchen has to be fully equipped. So you have to provide all the pans, uh, pots, plates, cups, glasses, wine glasses. Um, we tend to opt um, for plastic um, wine glasses now because it was just too many glasses getting broken down, broken. And broken. also, also um, uh, very important, prepare your mindset for everything. Absolutely yeah. everything. You're dealing with a business that provides service with different type of people. You're going to have people drinking alcohol, staying to have sex. We had that before as well where they booked for a few hours. Uh, yeah, you're gonna they... have uh, families. You're gonna have kids. You're gonna have pretty much everything. You know, people. Even though we have a strict no smoking policy, people still smoke weed in the properties. You cannot avoid it. Even though you're trying, you know, we installing cameras everywhere to control it. Um, the maintenance. There's always, uh, you know, on call out carpets being, you know, ripped in the communal areas. So now we decided to tile the communal areas to. Uh, so. At every time we're trying to upgrade the properties to minimize the cost and, and, and the call-outs and stuff like that. But yeah. your mindset has to be prepared for absolutely everything. We had it all. I think we all had it all. I'm probably, I'm probably, now I said it, we, we're going to have something new coming up. <laughs> but, you know, we had people refusing to leave the property because they said they've extended and they paid it, they haven't. Um, you know, people checking out late, even though they know they have to check out by 10. And we made it policy that they check out by 10 a.m. because our cleaners have to have enough time to clean all of the apartments. And we're having more and more, you know, every month. Um, the check-in we made that is at 4 o'clock, isn't it? And yes. we sent automated texts 15 minutes before because everyone does self-check-in. So we don't go out or none of the cleaners go, go out and 
or any admin to check those people. With our business, we made the automated that is self-checking. So we using automated system where everyone gets text 15 minutes prior to check in with the, with the correct code, correct address as well, and everything, all the information, what to do and what not to do with this in this property. We make sure that they read the policy before they go in. So if there is anything, any disputes or anything, well, you, you knew the policy. We need to cover yourself. You knew what you're coming into. It's contract between you and, and, and your client. And you are, you know, a service provider. So, so you need to provide the service, but you also have to protect your business. Um, <clears throat> where would service accommodation not work? Um, um, maybe somewhere where it's people don't want to travel, where it's like rural. rural Although there are service accommodation farms. Yeah, there are. If you make yeah. it interesting, you make it original, you make it different, people will stay. Yeah, but, but you will mainly get the weekends, so you need to just uh, do your calculations and factor yeah. in and see if it's going to be profitable for you or not. You know, obviously, if you have rent to pay, uh, you know, if, if, if it's something um, that, let's say, if it's a glamping pod within your area, within your um, setting, and, you know, you get the weekend bookings and you're okay with that, it's kind of only like a bonus. It's not, it's not like proper business you know to to maximize your revenue of your business then it's okay it depends you know what, yeah. what, what you want to get out of it you know whether it's just to help you out you're doing it on the side or you're running a proper business and you know you've got rents to pay or you've got mortgages uh, you know you've got bills and so on you know if it's let's say it's a glamping pod and is within your garden or something you know bigger garden yeah. let's say or farm um and and you're happy with weekend bookings then why not you know um, yeah, so it depends. Yeah, and the other thing, pricing. Where where would you check pricing for local area to to be competitive with uh, within the area and your competitors, mm -hmm. but also know the right pricing because obviously there are events sometimes. There is football, there is uh, air shows, whatever. You know, you wanna you wanna grab it all really in your business. If you're treating this as a professional business and you wanna grow, where would you because we haven't mentioned that yet, and uh, I think we, this is very yeah, important. Yeah, so um, we use a pricing software to help us um, to help us out. So basically, the pricing software uh, will pick up all the different things. So you don't really have to um, have you don't really have to check for the different events because the pricing software will tell you you should increase the price on a particular weekend and. To be honest, we don't care what is happening at the end of the day. This is the pricing software is telling us to increase the prices and we increase the prices because if we were to research in a, a, every single area, every single event and what's happening, you know, there's a chance of missing out. Um, so we do use the pricing software. You can also go on the different platforms such as booking.com and see what are your competitors doing in terms of the pricing, although pricing software will pick up on that. So we tend not to do that. But if you haven't got a pricing software and you're not willing to pay one because you're for, for one, because obviously there is a monthly fee for that. Um, then you have then, to do it yourself. Then you have to figure it out yourself. So go on Airbnb or go on booking.com or any of the main platforms. I and, think in conclusion, yeah. um, we should mention that the bigger you grow, the more softwares and systems, automated systems you need to use. Yeah. 
because you're going to grow too fast, too big, and you're not going to have control of your business. Yes, I agree. So we that. now, you know, when it comes to maintenance, we have system processes and, 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 and people in place. When it comes to handyman service and stuff like that, emergencies, admin, everything now is in process and we're using absolutely uh, systems for everything. I know this episode is a bit long, guys, but we want to give you as much uh, info as we can um, because we've, we are running these businesses every day. So, so the other thing I want to mention is the other problem as you grow, they're going to come with is washing. Mm. That's a big one, isn't it? As you grow, mm. it's a huge one. Um, we, within the next two months, going to have 50 plus uh, service accommodation apartments. And what we saw that the linen, towels, carpets, because we've got rugs and stuff like that, you know, th this has to be washed. We are a pet friendly business. So we encourage people to take pets and stuff like that. But those dogs, cats, uh, you know, they do shuffle in the rugs, isn't it? Mm. So what we did, we've set it up our own laundrette, uh, but that quickly has been overrun with the numbers of linen and towels we had. Yeah, because it's not commercial. <clears throat> because it's not commercial. It? Yeah. So what we did now, we are actually, this month, uh, we're completing... Uh, on a uh, laundrette and dry cleans service business, yeah. So yeah, we purchase a business which already has contract with hotels, caravan parks, and so we. But we're not buying it to profit from them, even though that's a bonus. And obviously, we're gonna grow this business, but we mainly bought this business because our com our cleaners are complaining that they spending too much time on washing, drying, and not having enough linen so what yeah. we now tend to do is when we have properties with six people we make sure that there, there is linen enough linen and towel for 18 people because this is always a, a problem but but again as you grow think of other other ways to save money so for us yes we're investing in a linen uh, laundrette and dry cleaners business but also that that's a saving and we can have another business that uh, provides services to our competitors where we will know what's happening as well. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, well, it's a bonus yeah. and, and another business in your pocket, I suppose. We, we like to provide solutions yeah. um, to yeah. our own problems within so, yeah, the house. Yeah, we yeah. tend to do what, what we tend to do. We will tend to look in the business and say, okay, where is the biggest problem in this business? Like, for example, in our construction business, now the biggest problem is the waste because yeah. we're doing so much of development that the waste you know the rubbish is is a huge thing so uh next year we're actually buying waste management company so uh, which we already looking for so that's what we do in our business i hope you enjoy that guys is there anything else you want to add marika no i think we covered quite a lot extensively if you have any so. questions if you if if if, if you want to help with Service accommodation, or you're thinking of uh, being coach or mentored, guys, we're happy to, to, to help you out. You can always reach out to us in... Um, info at investingandingliving.com That is, again, can you repeat that? Info at investingandingliving.com Guys, love you, love your work, and we'll see you on the next one. See you again soon.
thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, remember to like and subscribe on your platform of choice. 